What is up, everybody? My name is Kelsey Lowe, and I am your host. This is Joyfully You Podcast, and we are on a little series. We got a little series going on. So this is the GLOW mini-series. GLOW, excuse me, GLOW stands for Gratitude, Leadership, Optimism, and Wisdom. And this episode is all about optimism. So I love this. I've been I've been studying a lot of emotional intelligence and positive psychology and like really getting down to the books of, of the basics because I've been so interested in, in practicing so many of these different um, techniques for mindfulness, techniques for reframing, for using the law of attraction and all of these things, but actually diving into the science of the studies that have been done. And the way that positive psychology approaches optimism is the belief that challenges are in your control. And pessimism is then the belief that challenges are outside of your control as if the scenario is rigged or, you know, things are not in your favor. Like you've been given a hand of cards and that's all you got and you can't change it and you're stuck. And so if you start to notice like, wow, okay, optimism versus pessimism, thinking about different times in your life where Maybe you believed there were no other options and that that was the final thing and that you were stuck with that outcome versus believing or knowing that you had a part to play in the outcome of those challenges. And so I don't believe that people are fixed into being a pessimist or being an optimist. It's very much a habit, although there are people that are naturally more optimistic I've studied personality styles and there are four primary communication styles and it's people that are the direct and decisive, influencing and inspiring, calculated and correct, and then steady and sensitive. And those are like the four styles. And so obviously the person who is inspiring and influencing is much more optimistic and that's just naturally. And you'll start to notice in any like environment within a family or with a team, there's always that like one person who's the cheerleader, who's the encourager, who's the talkative, like happy go lucky, like kind of always down for a good time. The one that always is ready to like put on their playlist to make sure music is good and the environment's fun and everyone's having a good time. So yes, there are people that are naturally more optimistic, but we all have the ability to choose to be optimistic, meaning to choose to believe that challenges are within our control. And sometimes they're not. Okay, I'm going to be real. If someone passes away, obviously that is not in our control and that is something that is outside of 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 our control. So we have to notice This is about the things that are inside of our control, not the things that are outside of it. And so optimism is believing that you can influence your current situation to be slightly better. So anything that you are experiencing, please consider that, and you you know this, these are things that you know, but I'm going to put it in a slightly different perspective. So imagine it being like a sailboat where you are the captain and you have your boat, your sails, when you cast your sails down, those are your strengths. And if you hit that wind just right, man, your, your sails are going to take you so far. But sometimes 
we're going to have outside influences like the weather that are going to try to throw us off course. And it may be, and it's just natural things that happen, right? You know, there's rainstorms, there's thunderstorms. Sometimes there's just beautiful night skies. There's no no weather issues, which is a reflection of life. Sometimes there's really hard times. Sometimes it's easy going. Maybe you've been in like a five month long storm, <laughs> or maybe it's been sunny and bright and things have been going really well. You know, it, everyone's weather in their boat is going to be different, and so you have to remember we can't compare what's going on in our boat with what's going on in other people's boat because it's different. We are never going to be the captains of their ship. We are only the captains of our ship. So when we are approaching optimism, we have to know that sometimes there's going to be leaks in the boat. So we need to notice leaks represent all the things that are in our control. We can have leaks such as time management, meaning we're not using our time. We're on Instagram way too much. We're on social media. We're checking our email. We're not using best use of our time. So productivity is going down, meaning the satisfaction we're having from our day potentially is going down because we're not feeling accomplished. And so that is an example of a challenge that is in your control. You have the ability to do better, whether or not you realize it, or whether or not you have the tools yet, that challenge is in your control. That is like a leak in the boat. You have the ability to patch that leak. You don't have the ability to stop the rainstorm. So you kind of see the difference. Pretty much the only thing outside of your control is people passing away, people losing their jobs, maybe a company going under, or you know, like those random things. It's just like shit happens. But if it's us or if it's a leak in the boat, that would be an example of maybe self-sabotage. Maybe right when you get close to doing something great, you back out because there's a a voice inside that says like, oh, I'm not sure if I can do it. Or maybe a leak in your boat is people pleasing. So think about it. Like you can know your strengths and be able to use your sales, right? Your sales that can take you. You can know your strengths. You can know how to use your sales. But if you are letting water in the boat by say people pleasing, that's going to get in the way of your leadership. That's going to get in the way of your wisdom. If you are constantly putting other people before your own needs and then creating resentment later, you know, and if you're constantly giving, 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 over giving, you naturally kind of attract more narcissistic people because narcissistic people are used to taking when you're used to giving. So you see like the polarity there, but that's an example of a leak in the boat. And those are things that are in our control. We can learn to patch them. And it's not that any type of weakness is a, is a something that needs to be fixed, but it's things that we have the ability to influence or to affect change upon, you know? So anything in your life, if it's not a death, it's not someone getting laid off. If it's not, I mean, I'm probably missing a few, but you guys know things that are outside of your control versus inside your control. Be aware of them and know that you can do anything. It's just whether or not you are willing to get uncomfortable. It's whether or not you are willing to be the beginner. Think about anything that you want. You can cultivate optimism within that and believe I can do this. Any challenge, I will figure it out. Anything You can do anything because there's Google. I call it Google University. You want to start something new. You want to continue with something you've already done. Stay consistent to the course 
of why you want to do it. And as different obstacles come up, like have some like comedy about it. Meaning like, don't take yourself so serious. You'd be like, oh, okay. Ship didn't go down. It didn't completely burn. We have a lot of hiccups. Or maybe you like fail and totally land on your face. Be willing to forgive yourself and get up again. Be willing to keep trying. Be willing to like trust yourself that you'll have the answers when you need them. Ooh, that's a good one. Trust yourself to have the answers when you need them. That part is so important. That part supported me so much in my business when I was so terrified to keep going forward, keep trying new things, to getting messy, to taking a step forward because I wanted to I wanted the security of knowing it would be all right. And we don't get that luxury. There's a trust game involved. We have to surrender to the I surrender to the knowing, surrender to your inner wisdom that everything is happening for you. That you can do this. Any challenge that comes into your way is brought in to teach us something or or loosen the grip on some restrictive thing we have in our life. You know, because anytime you believe you can't have something, naturally you're going to want more of it. It's like it happens with food all the time, right? You put, you tell yourself you're on a diet and then all of a sudden you're binge eating when you weren't even binge eating before. But because you created a restriction, your soul cried out for freedom. So notice when you're doing that on, on approaching life, are you creating restrictions of what you say is available to you or what you say is not? Are you creating restrictions on how you approach your goals? You know? Because you can literally have, are you, are you letting yourself be creative with what you actually want? Because I truly believe like we're sending out these rockets of desire out into the universe and the level of playfulness and excitement that we have, the stronger that those things are going to come into our reality. And so, for example, like I live in central California and I literally manifested the house that I live in. It was not instantaneous. It was eight months later, but I described this house to a T eight months before it ever existed. Oh, it existed, but before I ever knew that it would be in my reality, in my experience, like available for me. And I was just so excited. I was like, wow, I would love to have a house with dark wood floors and tall white ceilings and maybe be able to walk near like other coffee shops or just have a walking lifestyle. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I could stay here in this town because I don't think it exists. But I said, you know what? I don't care. I want it. It would be amazing. But I was living, I was living with someone else at the time and I was like, well, it would be so cool. It's like, ooh, and I would have plants. That would be so nice. And I could have like a garden. <gasps> I would love to have a walk around area. And so I would let myself imagine and daydream about how like juicy and exciting and fun it would be to live in a house like that. And then I got a call from my friend that I originally was house looking, house hunting for, but she kind of told me like, oh, I need more time. I need more time. And she told me she was buying a house and she sent me pictures and every single thing I described to, to her and to myself eight months prior, this, this house like described it to a T and I just started laughing, like laugh crying of being like, are you serious? Are you serious? So I think a big part of that optimism, if you're going to like bring in the law of attraction with it is 
getting excited about what it is that you want, knowing that it's available to you while, (laughs) this is the tricky part, while being unattached to how and when it shows up. This is where there's a deep level of trust. You're surrendering to how and when it shows up. And remember, surrender is not the release of responsibility. It is not. Surrender is the release of control. There's a hell of a lot of responsibility, even while you could be surrendering to the outcome. Because there's still a responsibility to show up, to do the work. And you know that what that means. For whatever it is, whatever stage in life that you're in, you know what doing the work looks like. And if you don't, write that question down. What does it look like to do my work? Your soul's work, your art, your projects, those things that you haven't set a deadline to that you've been wanting to do. Or maybe the things that you're currently working on. What does it look like to be in your purpose, to be in your work? to be doing your work. And as you approach it, approach it with a creative, like when a, if you're feeling in this lighthearted, positive state, it's a lot easier to think broadly and creatively. And so start to describe what you would want life to be like six months from now. What do you want your financial situation to be? What do you want your car to be like? What do you want your career to be like? What do you want the the vibe within your family dynamic to be like? And start to speak it into existence with someone that you know and trust. Or if you're going to be joining the Glow Mastermind, you'll be sharing it in there and, and describing it in detail what it looks like, what it feels like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, how you show up within that environment, how you how you walk when you're know, having that information of knowing. And when you start to let yourself daydream, you're shooting rockets of desire and let yourself daydream knowing that it is all available to you and the only restrictions are ones you've placed. And it's probably not even your restrictions, it's restrictions that your parents have taught you because their parents taught them. So if it feels really hard to choose a new belief, know that you are literally restructuring your DNA of the entire lineage of ancestors that have come before you that have had these these like mental programs of scarcity. Think about our parents' parents that experienced like World War One, or our parents' parents' parents, right? Like it's our parents' grandparents. They experienced levels of scarcity that we will never understand because we've never experienced a world war. And so those mental beliefs were true for them because that was their reality. And those mental beliefs get transferred down and passed down. So even now living in such an abundant era where anything that we want is available to us, We still are holding these old beliefs about scarcity of these certain challenges of that just being the way it is and that struggle is a normal part of life and that money will never fully be there or that, you know, you you can't 
you can't fully open up and trust people, whatever it is, whatever the belief is that just doesn't really feel good anymore, we start to get these beliefs that are expired where it's like, you know what, I don't, I don't know if I really believe that anymore. And you start to notice of like, huh, was this belief mine or did I learn this from a parent or someone? Like, where did this come from? And that starts to like, we start to dissect our come from. And when we dissect that and take another look at it and start to get more mindful with the approaches we're having, it really affects the way we view the world. And the way we view the world, if, you know, take a second to kind of check in. How do I view the world? What opinions do I have about the way people are, the way humans are? Whatever that is, that opinion, that perception, that is a reflection of how you view yourself. It is. Because we are one. We are a collective. So you can't hate humanity while simultaneously loving yourself. Because if you believe in the philosophy of us being one big collective energy, you can't hate while also having love, like they don't mix. And so the more that you are able to love other people around you, even though you may not always understand, and we we aren't always going to understand other people's life because that's their life. Same way that people aren't going to understand us and our life in its entirety because no one can live our life. The more that we kind of have this level of understanding, the more compassion we can have. And the more compassion that you have for other people, the more compassion you have for yourself. And the more you believe in yourself, the more you are able to approach the challenges of your life with solution and possibility instead of anxiety and worry. We need to create more of that energy of solution and possibility. When something happens, asking, huh, interesting. Well, how can I respond to this? Taking a pause, letting yourself take that pause instead of rushing in with assumptions, instead of rushing in with, you know, mainly assumptions because we're really good at worrying. So notice where you lie on that new definition of optimism and pessimism, believing that the challenges are in your control or have you been acting as though these decisions are outside of your control or these, these challenges are outside of your control. My friends, you can do be and have anything you want. You are listening to the glow mini series. This is joyfully you podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. And if you have enjoyed this message, send it to a friend, screenshot it and tag me on Instagram. I'm always on the stories and it makes me so happy when I see you guys listening and knowing that you guys are enjoying this, um, as well, as well. If you guys are feeling called, if you're feeling called to join the glow mastermind, it is a self-love mastermind for ambitious women. And if you are ready to up level in your spirituality, create that deeper connection, create that practice of mindfulness and do it all with a badass group of women supporting you along the way, then there's a link in the show notes to be able to get on my calendar and let's talk. 
I'd love to hear what is going on in your life and how we can get you to where you want to go because it's your time to glow. It's your time to shine. If you're a glow getter, let's do it, babe. Let's join the tribe. All right. My name is Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast and have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you.